Hello, and welcome to the Building Business Podcast. I'm Angeline Lawrence, the Director of Entrepreneurial Education and your host. And today we will interview one of our illustrious Tech Town alumni, Ms. Chinoya Okunye. She is the founder of Ilera Apothecary. And we just want to find out her secrets to success and how she's been able to one, start her business and scale her business. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yes. And we always want to hear from our alumni, especially ones that have been able to weather the storm and ride out not only the pandemic, but also this recession that we're facing. So explain to us why you wanted to become an entrepreneur. So I always tell people that entrepreneurship found me because um, before I started my business, my my main goal was to climb the corporate ladder. At the time, I was working for one of um, the big three auto and auto companies, and um, I really had goals set on that. However, I did grow up in an entrepreneur family from my parents and even my grandparents. And so always seeing that and knowing that it wasn't, it was an option. It was a possibility. Um, but when my business started to grow, I started to become um, just like more invested in what exactly entrepreneurship was and how I could grow and scale my business from, from like the seedling to where it is now. What were your first steps to start your company? Yeah. So I actually, you know, used the first steps was. I Googled just, you know, like what I needed to do for business. And they, you know, it was about getting an LOC, making sure you have a lawyer, um, getting a business plan, and then opening up a business bank account. However, like, you know, like once I did that, I started, you know, asking questions to other people that I know who had businesses and they recommended programs in the Metro Detroit area. So I started out at the Build Institute where I was able to refine my business plan and um, just start to understand the the frameworks of actually having a business through their, I think, the Build Basics program and then um, used that and then just started like applying the principles I learned there. And then um, I think like got into the Tech Town Retail Bootcamp program. And I was also doing programs like drop-in programs that were happening at Tech Town before I actually applied for, for a program there. And just going to different networking events and like networking and asking questions to people who had done it, done it in the past. That's wonderful. So explain how you found out about RBC or Retail Bootcamp. Yes. How did I find out about it? You know, I'm on the mailing list. And so actually I'm on the mailing list. And I also knew two people who went through the program and they highly recommended it. They said that I would be a great fit for it and that I really should um, apply for the program. So taking their advice, I went ahead and applied for RBC. And that was great. You know, um, a really good program as well. Yes, there are so many Detroit area entrepreneurs who have come through that program and are doing a lot of great things. So it's great that you were able to capitalize on the program as well. So explain to us some of the obstacles that you faced while you were starting your business. 
Yeah. So I guess like, where do I start with obstacles? Um, I would say the first one was to define like what my business was. So I entered the, the skincare space back in 2015. It wasn't, it was a little saturated then, but it wasn't as saturated as it is now. And really like, what is my brand story? Why am I doing it? Um, I guess like to reverse, I started this company because I made a natural deodorant for my brother who was vegan at the time and he needed something that suited his needs. So that's why I started it, like using my chemistry background. But then after that, it's like, well, my brother needed it, but do other people need it? So I started talking to, before I even like went to the Build Institute, went through RBC, I was talking to um, like just friends and family about their needs. And so I gave samples of my, of the deodorant out at a birthday party that I had, and then started getting feedback and also sending product samples that things that I were creating to friends around the country and getting their feedback. And so that was like the first, the first thing, making sure people like the product and um, just, you know, getting feedback, you know, when I, when I started then and where I am now are completely complete 180 and really it was getting that raw, real feedback from people who they weren't invested in my business at the time. It was just something that I was thinking about and just toying around with the idea. So one is making sure I understood my market fit. And then two was understanding understanding marketing. How do I talk to people? How do I sell it? I have this product. What do I do next? And so making sure um, understanding the marketing and the branding behind that. And then that's when, when I started to realize um, where the potential could go, that's when I started having the obstacle of getting funding. So a lot of entrepreneurs say that funding is like the hardest thing, but really it's finding that market fit, understanding your your market and how to do the marketing for it. And then um, once you start to grow and need money, then that's when the next obstacles come and actually getting that funding. It's good that you said that finding market fit is one of the major obstacles because the step that you, the time you took to really understand what your customers or your potential customers needed is a step that many people skip. (laughs) They go right to creating a product. Mm -hmm. And I think um, that's very vital. It's very crucial to your growth and your success. You may start off selling a little something, but if you're, you really don't understand what your customers need, then it's hard for you to fulfill that and to have that sustainability. Yeah. And even that customer need, like that's an ongoing conversation. So the needs of my customers seven years ago are not the same needs that they have today because our customer base has increased significantly. And so being able to cater, cater to my customers, but still, um, still be something special for them. Like that's where that talking to them, we do a lot of surveys. We do a lot of focus groups. Sometimes I'll call my customers, send them messages and really just understand what's going on. How are they liking the product? And so that's been like a really good tool for me because people give you that honest feedback that maybe like, since they know that there's an actual person who cares and is asking them, they are more apt to give you that feedback and suggest recommendations for future products. And 
that's really how we've been able to scale. It's never like um, I have an idea and I'm going to put something out there. It's like I ask people, is there something that you want? And sometimes they say no, and other times they say yes. And you just kind of go with what the data is telling you and not necessarily what your feelings are telling you. Yes, that's true. Now, were there any other programs that you utilized at Tech Town? Because I hear a lot of the lean startup. <laughs> yeah, yes. So what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, so definitely did um, retail boot camp. I did start studio and I did steep. And so are those the three programs? It's steep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but even just like, you know, being in the tech town network and like talking to people within the network and like, you know, that's how, that's how like everyone talks very entrepreneurial. And so, um, yeah, definitely I've picked up on the lingo. So I've done three programs through tech town and I would say that it's really like helped shape my business because when you're in a class and you're actively working on your business, you're able to work out the kinks before you release it to the masses. And you're able to apply those same principles in a repetitive manner so that your business keeps growing. Yeah, those have been really good classes, especially having to interview customers for both Start Studio and for Steep. I had to interview a hundred people and, you know, just like talking to people who had never used my product and then getting referrals from them about about the um, about the product and about like interviewing with me that is also you know like additional marketing in its own and that getting that brand awareness and the name out there yes crucial and it's it is foundational um, mm-hmm. as many will learn with lane startup you're doing your customer discovery is is your first your very first step And it's not like we already said that you just invent something or you create something, but you absolutely find out what's needed and what's missing in the marketplace. And you've done an excellent job of that. Thank you. And, you know, like going through those courses, I know I remember in Steep, I had this idea and I was like, I know it's going to work out. And then like when I interviewed my when I started to interview people, it was like not a need. It was not something that people needed and they wouldn't. It's not like they wouldn't support the business, but they wouldn't buy the service. And so being able to fail within a classroom setting with mentors there is also a really, um, really beneficial for my business because I was thinking about expanding into a place that doesn't need expansion into, at least mm-hmm. not, not currently. Yes. And, and failure is a good thing as you learn in entrepreneurship, but being able to fail, like you said, in a controlled environment and you haven't put a lot of money into it is also game changing and it can help you know whether you should pivot or not. Exactly. So, I mean, we've covered so much just in terms of some of the milestones that you've been able to meet, um, even though you might've had that obstacle of getting funding, how did you deal with that? How did you get around that obstacle? So one self-funding to applying for as many grants as possible. And three, I just took out a bank loan. So it was like, if I, cause I also didn't know if I wanted to go the VC route. So for a while I was heavily trying to raise like VC capital. And after doing my research, listening to podcasts, reading books, and just 
looking at the landscape of other people who have raised VC money, I realized that for this business, it's not necessary right now. If anything, like I could sell the business, but to go and raise financial capital, it wouldn't, I didn't see, um, currently I'm not seeing the, the major benefit as opposed to running this as a traditional small business and then venturing into another sector what that can i can do vc there but for my current one realizing that taking that extra money just it wasn't something that i needed that's important for entrepreneurs to understand because depending on your product and your business not every capital resource is for you mm-hmm. and it, it's very important that you learn that earlier on because with as you know with venture capital then now you have people that have a share in your company and you have to also include them in the decisions um, which can be added pressure but it's a matter of the way you structure your business and if and it's if it's the right fit yeah and it really comes down to even like the right personal fit and like you know just personally is that something that i wanted to is that something that I wanted to engage in? And after like trying and saying like, I want to do VC, just realizing like, I actually don't want to do VC. And I think that I was so fixated on it because it was a buzzword and, and it was almost like the thing that I was supposed to do. But you know, like when you start to realize and actually understand your business and understand your numbers, sometimes VC is just not necessary. Yes. And and speaking of numbers, um, can you just share with us how long you've been in business and what your total sales revenues are? Yeah. So we've been in business. It's been seven years. Yeah. It's been seven years, seven years in August. And we've done just under half a million in total revenue. And um, that's something I'm very proud of because it's like started from zero to doing that much and then like still growing and um and really like we just took outside we just got our loan in june and so being able to essentially like bootstrap um almost half a million dollars has been really great and um it was something that i wasn't even doing full-time either so yeah just under half a million well congratulations that is a major milestone thank you reach when um, oftentimes revenues for uh, women owned, especially black owned businesses are well below a hundred thousand and you've managed to um, over the seven years um, gotten to almost a half a million. So that is a major yeah. milestone. Definitely. Especially like, I think the first year we did like $5,000 or like mm-hmm. the first year we did like five grand. And so every year just like continuing to increase and then i think we had like our hockey stick growth from 2017 to 2018 and then being able to to just um continue that growth year after year that's been really beneficial and um i would definitely say that attributes to the team that i keep around me and um like another milestone is hiring so i have five people on my staff currently. And so that's been, that's been major. And that's been like, you know, a learning curve and learning lessons. But the fact that I'm able to do that is, um, I love it. It's like, it's, it's definitely, I feel very proud of myself for being able to do that and provide opportunities for other people. And that's really what it's about with, with small businesses. We know from the numbers that small businesses provide, um, 
a large amount of our employment in our communities. Yes. The backbone of neighborhoods. So um, congratulations on that as well. So, So what's next for your company? What's up next? So immediate next, we are, we're opening some two pop-ups. They're not going to be in Metro Detroit. They're actually both going to be in New York. Those are going to launch in October of 2022. And then they're going to run until March of 2023. And we're also looking to open a storefront here in Detroit. So I started those conversations, been scoping out locations, and I'm very excited to be able to get people to experience our products in a permanent location here in the city and, you know, being able to experience it, try it, play with everything, like just very excited for that. And then we have some really nice partnerships that we've been working on that are going to be launched November, 2022, and just ongoing partnerships that are really big. I can't say the exact names right now, but when they are released, like people would know what I'm talking about. But, um, so that's like what's on the horizon. We have a lot of good things coming. Um, my marketing team and I, we, you know, we met yesterday and just like the plans that we have for 2023 in terms of um, like elevating our packaging, elevating our product offerings and just like elevating our story. I'm very excited about that as well. So, you know, like definitely working to have a breakout year every single year and especially um, actively doing that for 2023. Planning is, is pivotal. Yeah. <laughs> have yeah. Planning. That's wonderful. So just take a step back. Can you just tell us a little bit about your products? You mentioned the natural deodorant, but what are some of your other products and, and where can we find them now? Yeah. So Ilera Apothecary, we are a clean skincare company. And when I say clean, I mean that we are very intentional and um, mindful about the ingredients that we use. We're very intentional about where we source and even how we do our production. And we offer items like body washes, body lotions, and body butters. Um, We're going to be actually, we're going to be releasing bar soaps and candles this holiday season and also like skincare, like face masks, toners, and oils. Yeah. So essentially like what you use to get ready every day is what we carry in the organic form. Now, is this geared only towards women or is it uh, unisex men and women? It's unisex. And so everything is unisex, even like our packaging and our scents and everything is completely gender neutral. So actually like 30% of our customers are going to be men. So we have a really, a really nice, like diverse customer base in terms of gender. But yeah, we do keep everything gender neutral. Wonderful. Um, It's good to know who your, who your target market is and your, the composition of your, your customers need to know who you're selling to. So that's exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in rounding and kind of summing up, what would be the one thing that you word of what word of wisdom would you give an entrepreneur that's thinking about starting a company? What would I say to an entrepreneur today? I would say, ask a lot of questions, ask a lot of questions and do not be afraid to reach out to people who are already in the industry and ask them for questions and for guidance and feedback Um, Like when I was starting, I absolutely tapped into 
the local resources here, as well as actually around the world and asking people, you know, like asking people how they did it and asking people, you know, like, what do I need to do? And I remember like, I, I went to coffee with someone and I was talking to her about my business and she said, what is your why? And I was like, oh, I actually don't know my why. And so being able to have someone like that, just be very blunt and honest with me because they've gone through it. They've been through it. That's really beneficial. So my, or my, my advice is to ask questions. Thank you. That, that sums it up. It starts with asking. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So where can um, our listeners find you? Yeah, you can find us at ileraapothecary.com. That's I-L-E-R-A-A-P-O-T-H-E-C-A-R-Y.com. You can also find us on all social media at the same at Ilera Apothecary. Um, so yeah, please like follow us on social, join our mailing list, check us out on our website. And then um, when you are on our mailing list, we do like when we're doing pop-ups and things like that, we share that information. So yeah definitely follow us online and visit our website. Thank you again. It's been a delight talking with you and congratulations on all the milestones. And we're looking forward to uh, coming to your, your brick and mortar store. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, de- I'm definitely going to be tapping into tech town to like, you know, like help with what do I need to do? Like, who do I need to talk to? So even though like we went through that throughout the classes, but still just having text on us to support that is definitely going to help with this with this build out and um securing the space wonderful well you know we have the people here to help you so yes you do (laughs) we're looking forward to it thank you (laughs) thank you again and remember to check out techtowndetroit.org this is angeline lawrence with the building business podcast 